Welcome all to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast. At KO, we endeavor to advance God's kingdom one life at a time. So, I pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will help you be encouraged. Here is this week's message. Um, how you doing on your fast, man? Day seven, day seven, day seven of our 21-day fast. Amen. Day seven of our 21-day fast. I'm just excited. I'm so excited. I just, I really thank God that, you know, that we continue to, to be spirit-led as it relates to fasting and, you know, man, this flesh, this flesh is not saved. I've shared that with, with you over the years, and we know that our flesh is not saved, and it's, it's good to put this flesh under subjection, and it's good to, especially corporately, because we do it as a body, and it's so encouraging when you have your brothers and your sisters you can talk to, and you can bounce things off. You can encourage each other uh, on this fast. And, and, and I've often shared with people, don't focus too much on food. Focus on the time that you're going to spend with the Lord. Focus on your prayer time. Focus on your quiet time with God. Don't let the food be your focus. Amen. I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. Amen. But we want to focus on the Lord because God is the one that brings the, the results in our life. He's the one that causes the transformation in our life. Good to see you, man. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So uh, my objective in this series is to teach believers about the importance of fasting and how it impacts your life and produce powerful results. How many of us want powerful results in our life? You know, there are this, uh, you know, there are stubborn issues. And look, not just your life. You know, you can fast for somebody else. And especially corporately, as we're fasting corporately, as a corporate body, God is doing things corporately. And of course, we will benefit individually as well. Man, that's how God do things. He just knocks out two birds or one stone. Amen. He, he, he's awesome like that. So we believe that when we pray and fast and seek the Lord um, and give him our best at the beginning of the year, he will bless our entire year. You know, it's the principle of first things, you know, and putting first things first, seeking first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, all these other things will be added to you. We're seeking first the kingdom this year. Amen. We're like, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to, you know, I know I could be eating at all these restaurants. I could be doing all these other things. But you know what? I'm going to sacrifice this year so that God can be bigger in my life. I want more of God. How many of us want more of God this year? Amen. More of him. You know, the Bible says, you know, I heard in the book of John, it says, he said, I decrease and he increased. We want, we want to decrease so that he could increase even more in our life. So that he is leading our life and he is the governor of our life, amen. And we're not, amen, sitting on our own throne, but we have gotten off and allowed Jesus, our Lord, to be Lord of our life, amen. amen. This corporate fast is also designed to draw you closer to the Lord. The Bible says if you draw close to him, he will draw close to you. So when you begin to focus on him, whatever you magnify, amen, whatever you bring closer is like it's, it's drawing more attention to. And so we're going to magnify the Lord. We're going to seek God. So we're drawing closer to the Lord, and then he's coming closer to us because we're taking that time. We're, it's not business as usual. We're not doing everything that we were doing before we were fast. I promise you, no, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Don't waste your time, amen. Eat what you want to eat if, you, if you're going to play around. Don't pl- you understand? It don't make sense. It don't make sense because then it becomes religion. 
And religion keeps you far and far away from God. Relationship draws you closer. And so we're laying down some weights. We're laying down some sins. We're, we're putting some things aside. It is not business as usual. I'm not doing the same thing. I'm not watching all of the same programs I was watching prior to the fast. I'm not listening to the same thing. I'm not eating the same thing. I'm not doing the same thing. I'm not speaking the same thing. I'm doing something different because I want something different. Hey, Daniel, I ain't see you, brother. Good to see you, man. Praise God. I want something different this year. I want something different. I don't want the same old life I had last year. I'm not interested in it. We should be going from faith to faith and glory to glory. God wants to take us higher. He wants to take us higher in him. He doesn't want us to be deep, you understand? I mean, deeper in him is not about being deep, but it's about being mature. Meaning our mature level will be higher. <laughs> Come on. It's not the childlike faith. It's not when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I behaved as a child, but now I became mature. Fasting will mature you, so I put away childish things. Amen. Because I'm mature in the Lord now. Are y'all getting this this morning? Fasting is a spiritual discipline that produces powerful results in your life and those around you. You know, yesterday was, was uh, day six. You know, we put day six there on purpose. You know, six being the number of man, amen, the number of flesh, amen. Day six is, you know what, maybe you hadn't, fo- maybe you hadn't been focused on this fast. So yesterday was a time to recommit. Yesterday was a time to reorganize and readjust and say, you know what, I could do better. I can do better. I don't have to be a slothful. I, I can pay attention more. I can, you know, I can read. I can really set a regimen this year. Let, let me not let this year get by me. Let me not let this fast get by me. Let's not go too many days before I, I you know what, I'm recommitting. Amen. And so that's what yesterday was. And I hope that, that you've had the opportunity, those who had to make adjustments or needed to make adjustments, that you recommitted your life and you got back on the horse and got back in the game and said, you know what? I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to fin- finish strong. I'm going to go and do it. I'm going to go and do it. Amen. I'm going to focus on the Lord. I'm going to read. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do something different this year. So that's what yesterday was, amen, is getting back in the game. Glory to God. You know, we've received so many testimonies already of people who talking about how their lives have been changed. And tra- I mean, we're in the seventh day. It's only been a week. Amen. But lives have been changed already. God has shown up already. And so you'll be hearing more of those testimonies, amen, before this uh, fast is over. Because, you know, we want to highlight those testimonies of people, you know, whose lives have been changed. Really to encourage other people. To encourage other people that, that you're not just doing this. This is not something we're just doing because Jesus did it. You know, we're looking for results. You understand? This is, this is something that, that can change your life forever. So real quick from last week, five ways to deny your flesh. Real quick. We know who you are in Christ. What's number two? Submit to God. Number three? Accurate thinking. Number four? Die daily. And number five, watch what you say. 
you wasn't here last week, or if you didn't know those five, that means you didn't listen to the CD again. That means you didn't watch the broadcast again. That means you didn't, you didn't listen to the podcast again. And when I say again, meaning you didn't listen to it enough to learn it, to get it. Because, see, you don't got it until you get it. Until you can teach it, you don't have it. You know, I used to say this in, when we was in, well, we used to say this in our addiction recovery ministry and everything. You, you can't keep it unless you give it away. So I don't have it until I'm able to give it away. It's the same with the word of God. You know when I really got it, when I can share it. Faith comes by hearing, but faith is released by what I say. I got it when I got it. And when I got it, I can say it. I can share it. I can teach it. I believe it. I speak it. I own it. So I'm denying the flesh. So I know I know the things I need to do to deny this flesh. Amen. So make sure you go back. Amen. Praise God. All right. Fast. Fast it again. Fast is to obtain from food for a certain period, omitting, omitting or leaving out the usual meals to starve specific cravings, specific cravings, appetites, or pleasures. Man, I'm telling you, man, we, we're starving the flesh on this fast. Man, we done fed the flesh all last year. We done fed the flesh so much stuff. No, we're starving the flesh on this fast. We're not, we're not giving the flesh all that it wants, that it desires. Every appetite, every craving, everything it wants. Because it's a huge, the, the flesh is a huge beggar. You understand? The flesh has no problem allowing you you know what I'm saying? To eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. It doesn't care. The flesh has no limits. You can never please, please the flesh. Are you hearing me? You can never please the flesh, but fasting would allow you to control the flesh and its appetites and its cravings because they're ungodly. They're ungodly. We got to bring it into godliness. You know what I'm saying? We have to train up our own flesh in the way that it should go. We have to, you, uh, wait, what was somebody say? Yeah, uh, I thought I heard a pastor say, you know what I'm saying? Save your own soul. Amen. You know, we want to save everybody else's soul. Save yours. Amen. Save yours first, and then <laughs> save your soul first. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Look, look, so, but, but, so even more than that, even more than, 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 uh, you know, fasting, as far as uh, for specific appetites, cravings, fasting brings us into a deeper, more intimate and powerful relationship with God. I want to be closer to you, Lord. I want to hear clear from you, Lord. I want to follow you, Lord. I want to make sure that I'm obedient this year. When you speak, a lot of times we're, we're not obedient because our flesh is in the way. And listen, whoever talks the loudest, Loudest, amen, or whoever we feed the most is the one that's normally in control. So that's why we're starving the flesh because we don't want the flesh to run our life because the flesh is not our friend. Your flesh, your body is not your friend. Your body, your flesh is an enemy of God. The Bible calls it a perfect hatred. It's enmity. It's against God. It's against God. Your spirit man is the one that wants to pray and seek the face of God. Man, if your flesh had his way, it'd just sleep all day. It'd just sleep through everything. That's the flesh. <laughs> Amen. So let's look at Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. This is our foundational scripture. Are you okay this morning? 
Amen. I'm telling you, I'm in, boy, 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 I'm enjoying this year. I'm taking it up higher, y'all. I'm taking, I'm taking higher. I'm, 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 boy, I ain't even going to tell y'all what I'm doing. Let me say it. Ready to tell all my business. I ain't telling you. Nope. All right. Moreover, moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. That's their reward. That's their reward is being seen. You understand? That people will know you're fasting. If, if you're, that's it. <laughs> I don't want that reward. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I don't want that reward. Amen. Verse 17 says, but you, I'm talking to all y'all and everybody watching. Amen. But you, when you fast, come on, anoint your head and wash your face. Amen. How many of us still anoint their head? Anybody? Anybody use anointing oil today? I mean, I know we're in the 21st century and, you know, I mean, you know, some of us all raised and grown up now. And so, you know, do we still believe in, in, in symbolic things like anointing oil? The Bible says if there's any sick among you, call for the elders. What did it say? Lay hands on them, anointing them with oil. The Bible says, you know, the prayer of faith will heal them. Even if they commit any sins, they'll be forgiven. Amen. Yeah, anointing is good. I remember anointing the kids, anointing the family every morning here for, forever. I mean, for a long time when they were younger, just every single day anointing my family before I went to work. Every single day, every day as they're growing up. You know, I know as they got older, it's probably like, you know, because they ain't like I wiped the cross off. They had to wipe it off, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, I know them sometimes. Well, they, you know, they're in the bed, so they wake up and they got a cross on their head. Because they still sleep, and I'm up early. I'd have went and just anointed everybody. Anointed everybody. The house I live in, I anoint the whole house. Before we put furniture in, before we, I bless the house. So you don't have to really call the pastor to bless. It's fine. We will bless it. But remember, anoint your house. Amen. You don't know what spirit's in there. You got to believe in this other rim. There's, a, a, there's another rim, y'all. You understand? And it does exist, and it is real. If there's things happening in your home, and you feeling uneasy, anoint, your, anoint this place. You know what? Today, we anoint this place. We're going to anoint every window. We're going to anoint every door. I don't know what's happening up in here, but you're getting up out here. Amen. You remember, uh, you know, Kurt Franklin had a song, hey, ho, devil, you got to go. Back in the days, we opened up the door and let the devil go out and everything. Shoot, we was, we was walking this thing out, man. We coming up in the Lord. We doing, we walking by faith. Open the door and let the devil out of here. <laughs> no, you got to go. But a lot of times we sit around and we just, and, we, and we're not operating in the spiritual gifts and the weaponry that God has given us in the earth today. So we live beneath our means, and you're one of the most powerful or some of the most powerful people on the planet, the born-again believer, the born-again believer. We don't have to tolerate anything or any spirit. That's why we fight spirits. We don't fight flesh. Ooh, Jesus. Man, boy, this is, boy, that's some good stuff. That, that little, that's that little bit right there. I just, you go and take that, put, you in, put that in your pocket. Amen. Look, so 17 again. But you, when you just, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Fasting 
is a private discipline, amen, I said it last week, that produces public reward. Fasting is a powerful weapon and a spiritual discipline because it brings us to a place of readiness and it positions us to what's next. It puts you in position. Fasting puts you in a position of readiness at all times. You understand? Where you wouldn't be ready, you're ready. Where you wasn't bouncing up when, when God will wake you up, you just land there and land there. You got to snooze along five times. Now you might snooze it once and get on up. You understand? Oh, come on now. A little effort is good. Yeah. We don't beat yourself up. Amen. You may not be where you want to be. You may not be doing everything you want to, but a little bit of effort. You're moving in the right direction. It's a little bit. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. I'm excited. Amen. I'm doing the right thing. Amen. Just, just a little bit. I'm on the path. Amen. Because it don't take a whole lot to change. Amen. You understand? You turn that car to the right a little bit, guess what? It's going to the right. Turn to the left a little bit, it's going to the left. So I don't need to make a big change for something to change. I can do it. I can turn it a little bit and it will change. Come on, your direction changes just for the little things you do. It's the little foxes that spoil the divine. So if it take a little fox to spoil the vine, then, then guess what? Little things can cause major changes in your life. Glory to God. Yeah. So when you fast, you must choose to dethrone the dictator within. When you fast, you must choose to dethrone the dictator, the ruler, amen, of your life from within. I'm talking about the flesh, not talking about the spirit, man. But there's another ruler on the inside that wants to rule your life. You know, Paul talks about it all the time, about this war that's going on. It's a war going on in your flesh. Maybe we'll visit that next week. You know what I'm saying? It's a war going on. There's a tug of war going on with the spirit and the flesh. Amen. And it's, and it's happening all the time, but fasting will help you gain more victories. When you're losing a battle, fast. Praise God. Yeah, so when you fast, you must choose to dethrone the dictator within every single day. And we got two weeks left. I, man, I plan to finish strong. What about you? I want to finish strong, man. Push yourself further than you've ever been. Come on, test the waters. Test the waters, amen, with, with just seeking God and, and doing something different. Don't do the same old thing. I, I'll use myself as an example as far as because I don't eat meat in a lot of cases. I haven't eaten meat consistently since 2016. A lot of meat I don't eat. I eat some shrimp, amen, and, uh, you know, I eat some fish, glory to God, occasionally. But what I'm saying, I, I generally, I don't eat meat. And so, when you're fasting and they're saying no meat, no sweets, no bread, you don't eat meat anyway, oh well, either you can take that as, I'm good, I'm clear, I can check that off, or you can say, oh no, no, I'm a, I need to do something else. I need to go deeper, because I already checked that off. I'm not even a sweets person. Oh, Lord, okay, I checked that off. I don't eat bread. I don't even like bread. Okay, so what is it in your life that you can't stop doing? What is it that you keep looking at every day that you can't stop looking at? What's your habit? Come on, what are you habitually doing every single day, amen, that you can't stop doing or that you, you understand? Some folks still look at the stories. You know what? Turn the stories off for these 21 days. I can't believe it. Yes, that 20 years, same stuff still going on. 30 years, you understand? It's the same old thing. I happened to walk by TV. I was like, dang, they still alive. 
<laughs> like, what the world? Same old stories. Turn them off. Come on. Because that's what you was doing all along. Come on, if you listen to secular music every day, turn it off for these 21 days. Let's praise the Lord for these 21 days. One hand clap. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, daughter. Amen. Amen. At least one person. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Amen. Amen. Oh, okay. Know what the rest of y'all doing, but amen. Praise God. Come on, Philippians, Philippians, Philippians chapter 3. Philippians 3, uh, verse 17. Philippians 3. Uh, verse 17 says, look, keep on imitating me, my friends. Pay attention, listen to this, pay attention to those who follow the right example that we have set before you. Now, this is Paul talking to the church at, at Philippi or the Philippian church. He says, I have told you this many times before, and now I repeat it with tears. Paul said, listen, I've, I've shared this with you over and over and over and over again. Listen, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you again. I'm telling you again, you know, never get tired of saying the same thing. Come on. When you love somebody, you just go and tell them again. I know I told you 12 times, but you know what? Here's number 13. <laughs> you know, in the flesh, you don't want to. You're tired of telling them, but you know what? Tell them anyway. Tell them anyway. Because one day, they'll get it. And at least they know mom ain't going to quit. Dad ain't going to quit. Husband ain't going to quit. My wife ain't going to quit. You know what I'm saying? You know, I might well do something different because they're going to keep telling me. Amen? Amen. That's how you do it, y'all. You understand? That's, that's, that's another way of accountability right there. Okay, so I've told you this many times, many times before Paul is saying, many times before, and now I'm repeating it with tears. It's getting to a place now where it's, it's hard, man. It's tough. I'm telling you, but I'm crying because it hurts. It hurts this time, man. This thing really hurts. You know, and uh, he said there are many whose lives, he's talking about the way people are living. He's talking to the church, not talking to the world. The way that many people are living, he said, is making them. There, there are many whose lives make them enemies of Christ's death on the cross. That's why I'm like showing them all them scriptures right there, because some of y'all have read all the way down already, and you're not listening, and you're not listening to me. Don't jump ahead. Let me walk you. You understand? I got you. I got you. This, I, you're in good hands. Amen? No, 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 no. No. Whose lives make them enemies of Christ's death on the cross? Verse 19 says they are going to end up in hell. Because their God is their bodily desire. Look, their God is their appetite. Their God is their cravings. King James said their God is their belly. Wow. They're out of control. They're out of control. Fasting will get you back in control. Fasting and prayer will help you get back in control because when your flesh is out of control, you must deny it. You must starve it, starve its pleasures, starve its appetites, starve its cravings. I want this, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. I need to starve it because I need to be in control of when I'm going to take this, eat that, do this, or do that. I need to be in control, but when the flesh is in control, it just runs you. 
And when it's hungry, you can't resist. You, can't, you don't have the power to resist the craving or the appetite. I used to eat the heck out of some honey buns. Boy, I remember I was in the car business. I remember I was in the car business, man. I'm telling you, if I show y'all a picture when I was in the car business back in uh, 98, 99, man, I know I had two, I had, my head is two times this size. Now, you know that wouldn't look good on the body. You understand? <laughs> no, for real, though. My head is two times, you understand? But it, I was just eating sweets. Honey buns. Boy, I love them honey buns. Boy, I eat a boy, especially if I sold, sold like two cars a day. You know, sometimes we eat in, in celebration. Sometimes we can eat the wrong things because, and it's not bad. It's, it's good. we having a good time. We just boy, true boy. I just stole another car. Let me get another one. Oh, I just stole another car. Let me get another one. Shoo! Why not? I sold another car. <laughs> eat, your, eat your another honey bun. The flesh like get away. Eat another one. Flesh don't care. Eat another one. Flesh don't care. Smoke another thing. Nope. Sleep with her. Do it. Sleep with him. Sleep with them. The flesh don't care. Do it. Just do it. The flesh is your perfect yes person. You ever need somebody to be in agreement, your flesh will always agree. With what's right. Never was right, but was wrong. Won't agree with what's right. He just yeah, is a yes man. You got to do something with the flesh. You got to deal with the flesh. Amen? Amen? Yeah. So 19 again, they're going to end up in hell because their God is their belly or their God is their bodily desires. Look, they are proud of what they should be ashamed of. And they think only of things that belong to this world. Paul, again, is writing to the church at Philippi, the Philippian church. He's talking to Christians. Pastor, why are you talking to us? Because we're Christians. And this is just a scripture. Lord shit gave me this because if we can get our flesh in control, you understand? You know, Paul's not here, but Pastor AJ here. I don't have to come to you many times and then weeping, telling you the same thing over and over again. Why? Because we don't crucify the flesh. We don't crucify the flesh. And as long as the flesh is leading, amen, some of these, these messages are geared towards killing and destroying the flesh. And look, and helping you, motivating you to do something with your body. Do something about that flesh. Because it'll destroy your life. Yeah, yeah. He's talking to Christians. Fastings will break the bondage of the flesh. Look, don't you dare eat yourself out of God's will this year. Look, don't you dare eat yourself out of God's destiny and plan for your life this year. Yeah. Are you hearing me this morning? Yeah. Come on, look, Esau, 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 <laughs> yeah, Esau, Esau, Esau sold his birthright because of allegiance to food. Remember, God had a plan for Esau. He was the firstborn child. He had a destiny. He had a plan. But Esau was so hungry one day, he sold his birthright. His instant gratification was more important. He wanted something now that he should have waited on. Glory to God. He thought he would be more fulfilled by the food than by God's plan. Look, now somebody else living in his house, driving his car, 
raising his family. Uh, man, I hope y'all hearing me this morning. Hearing the Holy Ghost this morning, for real. All because he was hungry. Let me, let me read 19, to verse Philippians 3.19 to you again. The way they live is leading them to destruction. So they have replaced God with their own desires. That's another version. They have placed God with their own desire. Let me show you that in Genesis. Look at Genesis 25. You know, we didn't look at this. I want to show you this. I want to show you this because God has a destiny for each and every one of us. He has a plan for each and every one of us. But we have to do something about that plan. We have to do something about that destiny. Genesis 25, verse 30 says this. So Esau said to Jacob, I am weak with hunger. Let me have some of that red soup. <laughs> red soup. That is why people, this is why people call him red. But Jacob said, you must sell me your rights as the firstborn son. Esau said, you know, they, these was two twin brothers that were fighting in the womb. Can't preach the Bible to you, but it's good to do Bible plans. Amen. Like at the beginning of the year two to go through. So different times when you hear certain scriptures and all that. You know, then, then you'll be able to relate to what Pastor's saying about some things. But they were, they were two twins that were fighting in the womb. And that boy Esau came up first, and Jacob grabbed his heel. Jacob, that, Jacob was aggressive even in the womb. Yeah. Yeah, he was fighting for first place even in the womb. Yeah, so, so, so Jacob said, Look, if you want this, this food, you must sell me your rights as the firstborn son. Esau said, I'm almost dead with hunger, man. So what's good? So what good are these rights to me now? You know, sometimes we can make a permanent decision off a temporary situation. And that's just a birthright. That don't mean nothing right now. I'm like 17. I mean, it's, I mean what? Okay. I mean, that's, that's the future. Sometimes we don't think about the younger us. You know, an older gentleman told me one time, said, let the young man take care of the older man. There are some things that, that you can't wait till you get old to do. You, you'll miss a whole lot of stuff. So you have, to be, you have to be diligent while you're young. Don't waste your youth, young people, thinking you got all this time to just do whatever you want to do. You're wasting precious time. Be diligent with your time. Don't waste your time. Amen? Yeah, he thought he had all this time to do something different and all that. He did not value. He didn't value or understand the assignment of the firstborn. He allowed food to block his destiny. Verse 33 says, but Jacob said, first promise me that you would give it to me, give them to me. So Esau made an oath to him. I mean, he made an oath. You know how God feel about oath now. He made an oath to him and sold his rights as the firstborn son to Jacob. And I know we know when people read this scripture, they, they look at Jacob being the supplanter. Jacob is the one that, the deceiver and all that. Well, well, in, uh, well yeah, him and his mama may have, con may have uh, got together to do some things, but over here, before we get to all that, some other stuff is happening. Right. 
some other things led up to that. Yeah, his name may mean that God later changed his name to Israel, baby. But all I'm saying is, there are some other things that was put in place. You thought you could just say anything. Remember number five is watching your words. He thought he could say anything and then everything will be okay. I'm just going to say anything on my mouth but, but not pay attention to my words but still expect my destiny and the plan of God to be okay. Words are hovering over you right now. Words are powerful. Words are powerful. So he made an oath to Jacob. Verse 34 says, then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil soup. Boy, that must have been the best lentil soup in the world. I got some lentils one time. I was at uh, Alyssa's place, amen, and, uh, you know, I said, I said, let me get some lentils. You know what I'm saying? Let me see what, this, what, what Esau sold his birthright for. You understand? <laughs> Throw some lentils in there. I got them one time. like, I don't want no more lentils. I mean, they was all right, but I mean, you know what I'm saying, maybe it's the way Jacob made it, you understand, with the seasoning and, you know, maybe added some other stuff that, you know, the, 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 the other restaurant establishment don't add. I don't want, I don't want to give them no credit because they, you know, y'all not paying no bills over here. Amen. So, yeah, but, but anyway, he, I tried them, but, I, you know, I mean, you know, hey, praise God. So, so he, he did it for the bread and the lentil soup. Esau ate the food. Had something to drink. Oh, boy, he had a good time. We ate it. He had something to drink, and then he left. The Bible says, so Esau showed that he did not care about his rights as a firstborn son. You know, later, if you continue reading this story, Esau became furious about the very thing he once rejected. He was upset with his brother. He was hot with his brother, but he first rejected it. You know, he lost more than his birthright that day. You know, the Edomites is, is, is he who he's the father of. You know, God still made him a father uh, uh, of many nations. He was a father. He had 10 tribes. Amen. 12. He had 12 tribes. It's like Jacob, amen, was the father of 12 tribes. The same thing. But he had the Edomites and Jacob had the Israelites. And the Edomites continued to battle and war against the, their brother. They were twin brothers. Continued to war against them until God wiped them off the face of the earth. You can't find an Edomite in, to, in today's existence. They're gone. None of their lineage exists. All because he was hungry. Just had to have that piece of bread. Just had to have that sweet tea. No, whatever it is. Whatever, whatever your issue is, whatever your thing is that you're not laying down, whatever, whatever that thing is that you got to have, whatever it is, remember, it's standing in the way of something. It's standing in the way of something is on, remember I told you, something on the other side of this fast? Something is on the other side of that. Don't take this for granted. You don't know what's going to happen in February. You don't know what's going to happen in March. You don't know what's going to happen in June, July, August. You don't know what this year is going to bring. But I promise you, as we're fasting and trusting God, God is going ahead of us. Things are being broken. Yokes are being destroyed. Burdens are being removed. Family members are being watched over and protected. Why? Because we're taking this fast serious, baby. God, you got to honor me. You got to honor us. We fasted, God. You got to honor our faithfulness. I didn't play around with the fast, God. Same thing when you're tithing. So you can hold God accountable to his word. God, you said. Oh, I'm you saying all the time. 
Yeah, I can hold him to his word, but when, you ain't, when you're not holding yourself accountable and you're not walking these things, you're not even going back to God. God is not even included. Wow. This man got wiped off the face of the earth. I was going to read it. Hebrews uh, chapter. Let's see. Chapter 12. Look at Hebrews, well, Hebrews chapter 12. I don't know if the uh, media can get that. Chapter 12, uh, verse, which one is diligent is review? I could have started verse 15. Real quick, real quick. I got a few more minutes. Amen. Real quick. Uh, uh, Hebrews 12 and uh, verse 15 says this. says, look, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person. Look, as Esau. God, why are you talking about Esau? You wait, I mean, the Hebrew writer went, great to mention Esau. Great to mention Esau. As Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Recorded in the Bible. And what he did way back. Long ago in the book of Genesis. Look at verse 17. This is really what I want to focus on. For you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he wasn't blessed. He gave up his destiny. He gave up his future. He, he, he's supposed to have the 12 tribes of Israel. He gave it up. He sold it for the food. Even though, look, it was prophesied. We got the scripture. God already knew that he said the younger was going to, the older was going to serve the younger. It was already prophesied. We just didn't know how it was going to happen. As you continue to read the story, you're like, oh, that's how it happened. Tag Esau. Because I wonder why God said that even at the beginning, this dude, they being born, God says the older is going to serve the younger. What? That's not the order. That's not how, that's not your order. Why? He gave up his birthright. For you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, look, he was rejected. He's up in there with, with his father, Isaac. You got any more blessings? Put your hand on me, man. Put your hand, put your hand on me. I said, I already gave the blessing away, man. I got the, I gave it away already. You sure? Lay your hands on me. He was rejected. For he found, look. No place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Crying ain't going to bring your destiny into the earth. Crying is not going to bring your destiny to the earth. You can cry all the tears. You can cry. We can cry. Crying doesn't change a lot of things, even though every tear is recorded in heaven. Every tear you cry is recorded. Why? Because every tear speaks and says something to God. But your tears alone is not going to move God. God is moved by the word. Right. No, we don't like hearing that because we know God is a father. He loves us. He loves us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll comfort us. He'll be there for us. I'm not saying his word won't, won't minister to us or angels and, and, and the ministering spirits and everybody that's assigned to us won't be there for us. But if I just sit around and cry all day, believe me, I'm just going to be crying all day. 
because I've cried a lot of times, but one day, one day I cried out to God. I said, Lord, I'm tired of my life. Oh, God said, oh, did y'all hear him? Did you hear him? Get down there and get my son back on the path. Get him back where he need to be. Because when you cry from a heart of wanting to be changed and transformed and because you're broken, it's different than just crying. God help me. God save me. God deliver me. God free me from this mess. Free me from my own life. Heaven responds to that. Heaven responds to that. Told you, look, I, I'm going to read this week. Oh, yeah, I'm getting ready to read it. I about to say I shared it with you last week. I did quote it, but I'm going to read it in Psalms 42. Ah, oh, boy. You know, when I think about it, even, even Eve couldn't resist touching something that didn't belong to her. And look, lost her destiny as well. And Adam. Come on, y'all. And look, these are things we're putting in place. I'm saying, God, I'm laying this down on this fast. Lord, help me through this fast. I'm giving up the meats. I'm giving up. It's a partial fast. It's not a full fast. God, I'm giving up these things on this fast. I need your help. Because God is saying, if you will lay these things down, you don't know what that's, what's going to happen. Man, you've been praying for stuff to happen. You've been praying for your children. You've been praying for business and jobs. You're praying for your loved ones. You don't know what type of break. greater love has no man than this, than he will lay his life down for his friends. Man, wait, man I'm laying my life down on this fast. You can't about no food. Food, you're going to sweat. You're going to wait. I'll eat you later. I can't do what I want to do on these 21 days. It's been set aside for God. <laughs> Come on now. We know it. You know what I'm saying, honey? Don't eat. You know, my wife like, no, no, no. You know, we, we, we're a long way down the road and faster now. But, you know, some of y'all younger couples and stuff, no, my baby, don't touch me. I can't handle it. No, no, no. Get off me. Leave me alone. I'm not giving up our destiny for flesh. I'm not giving up my destiny for flesh. Oh, I'm, committed. I'm committed to God. No, go on back on your side of the bed. It's going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Because you can't keep yourself now, then who, then who else are you sleeping with? Because certain times, I ain't going to feel like it. Certain times, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah. You can't handle yourself? You out of control? Okay, that's why you need this fast. To help break that foolishness off you. Keep your standards high, ladies and men. No, 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 no. Oh, you can't talk me out of none. My standards real high. I'm a born-again believer. I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. Yeah, you love me? Walk me down the aisle and put a ring on my finger. No, but don't, don't, don't look, don't, look, them sweet words don't mean nothing. You know why? Because those sweet words try to tickle your ears and then make you think, oh, okay. Oh, no, no, ain't no okay. No, no, no. You love me? Wait. And do it right. 
you love me, wait and let's do it the right way because you or me can handle a baby at, five, at 15. You or me can handle a baby at 20. Some of us can't handle a child at 21. Grandma's raising people. Uh, come on, come on. I know y'all don't like hearing this kind of stuff in the church. But I'm just, I'm talking about the reality of things that's happening in life. Because other folk wouldn't take care of their responsibilities, then it comes back to the parents. Or the grandparents. Great grandma raising kids. Still raising kids. Great grandmas. What? Man, you bring great, you bring little grandbaby over your great grandbaby for a little while, and then y'all going back home. Man, I done raised your mama. Now I got to raise your children too. Not saying we won't do it. We'll do it because we love the children. But that's not the order of God. I'm going to take my life away. I've been working all my doggone life. Raise you, raise them. Now I got to raise them. It's not a burden. All I'm saying here, the order of God. That's not God's best. That's all I'm saying. That's not God's best. It's okay and it's acceptable, but that's not God's best. Amen? All right. Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Psalms 42. Yeah. You know, Adam and Eve, you know, they ate themselves out of God's provision and plan for their life. Don't eat yourself out of God's plan and provision for your life. Don't do it. I'd rather starve than deny the destiny that God got for me. Amen. I'm telling you, man, I believe this word. I, be- I believe what I'm doing. I- this stuff is not religious to me at all. I believe what I'm doing. Well, I wouldn't be doing it. I'd be doing something else. Psalms 42, 1 through 3. I long to drink of you, O God, to drink deeply from the streams of pleasure flowing from your presence. My, lo- my, my, my longings overwhelm me. This David boy crying out, man. David had a lot of enemies, amen. You know, he, he need God's help. For, for, for I need more of you, God. Then he says, my soul thirsts, pants, and long for the living God. I want to come and see your face, God. Day and night, look, my tears keep falling and my heart keeps crying, look, for your help. Not just crying, I mean, crying, God, I need your help. Lord, help me. If you don't help me, Lord, I don't know what we're going to do. God, I need your help. Look, while my enemies mock me over and over saying, where is this God of yours? You know when it looked like God ain't showing up? When it looked like the thing you've been believing for hadn't shown up and you're making confessions and declarations and you're believing God and you're sowing and you're giving and it still looked like it ain't showing up. You know people, the haters, they're out there saying, oh, where your God at? Uh-huh, where your God at now? They said to David, you are, you're in good company. They said to David too. <laughs> Says, why doesn't he help you? You know, David's hunger and thirst for God was greater than his desire for food. And that's my prayer. God, give us a hunger and a thirst. God, for these last 14 days, God, give us a hunger and a thirst that will surpass our hunger for food, our favorite food, our favorite entertainment. God, God, let our hunger and our thirst supersede all of that other superficial stuff, God. Let our hunger and our thirst for you be stronger, God. 
in these last 15 days, 14 days. Get ready to close Matthew chapter 4. This is the last scripture. Matthew, Matthew chapter 4. Uh, Start reading the verse 4. I'm not going to read the entire test that Jesus went through, just the beginning. Afterward, the Holy Spirit led Jesus. Okay, afterward, the Holy Spirit led Jesus. Prior to, to this verse uh, in Matthew 3, and I believe, I guess, 28, or the last verse of, of, of Matthew chapter 3, uh, Jesus was just being baptized by John in the, in the Jordan. And after he was baptized, you know, the Father said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. The Bible says the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. Jesus did not start his earthly ministry until after the baptism and the infilling of Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, you know Jesus, Son of God, 100% God, 100% man, amen, he needed Holy Spirit. You know we do. Right. <laughs> you know we do. And it's interesting that the first test is food. First Adam failed, the second Adam won. You understand? Afterward, afterward, the Holy Spirit led Jesus. Some, some faith fights we're led into. I believe I was led into this bad boy right here, boy. I'm telling you, boy, I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I'm bobbing and weaving, boy. <laughs> Throwing lefts and rights, too, you understand? But yeah, this is, this, is, this is a faith fight. It's been a faith fight, but it's been good. You know, every, every, you know, every good fight is a fight that's good because we win. Amen. We win every fight. That's why it's good. Fight the good fight of faith. It's good because we always win. It's a good fight. Amen. It's not a bad fight. We're going to win. We just got to stay in the fight. Don't give up. Only way we, we, we lose is we quit. Amen. So, so the Holy Spirit led Jesus in the wilderness to, to experience the ordeal of testing Amen. This is uh, the, the Passion Translation. That's why it reads like that. Experience the ordeal of testing by the accuser. Look, another name for the devil. He got many names. And after fasting 40 days, Jesus was extremely hungry. Jesus fasted 40 days. How many other people fasted 40 days? There were some other people that fasted 40 days, right? Mo who was it? Y'all know? Moses? Who else? Okay. Elijah, I think that's it. Yeah, only three people in the Bible fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Moses, Elijah, and now Jesus. Wow. 40, this, no, this, this, cause this 40 days without, this is a supernatural fast. Right. You know, uh, what'd you say, Asia? Seven days without water, you're going to die? Okay, I thought it was three days. So we could live, you know, seven days? Yeah. This was supernatural. 40 days with nothing. Now, don't do this unless you know God. Or you might meet him. You understand? That's all I'm saying. Don't, be, don't get spiritual, baby. Don't be spiritual. You better know what you're doing. I'd have been on 40-day fast, but not, not full fast like this. Not Jesus fast. I did 40-day Daniels, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I doubled them, them bad boys, you know what I'm saying? But no, 40 days with nothing, I mean. Understand? That's supernatural. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it's supernatural. You have to know God to do that. So Jesus was extremely hungry. Come on now. Some of y'all hungry right now. And look, and you ate last night. Some of y'all ate this morning. And you hungry already. 
40 days and 40 nights, he was extremely hungry. I would be like, he's starving. I'd be like, starvation is knocking. At, you understand? Extremely hungry. I'm like, he's dying. <laughs> no, but he was extremely hungry. Verse 3 says, then the tempter. Man, look at the names. The accuser. The tempter. Some call him the thief. Jesus called him the thief. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, boy, boy, boy. That's another series. Boy, I, oh, I, oh, that's going to be a series. Yeah, that's going to be a series. Yep. Yep, I got you. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Then the tempter, the tempter came to him and said, how can you possibly be the son of God? Now, God just told everybody who he was in the last chapter. He just said, this is, my, this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. How can you be the son of God and go hungry? Jesus, you got all this power. You're the son of God. Man, what? You shouldn't be extremely hungry. Why are you hungry? Why are you selling, man? Come on, man. God understand. God, under, God know you need to take that for, with, your, with your stuff. You know you need to eat some of this. Some people make a whole lot of excuses. I can't eat this, eat that. But what about the chocolates and stuff? What about it? You understand? Come on, turn the TV off. Come on, do something. You can't just breathe through this fast and come out the same way you went in. That's all I'm saying. Lay something down. Something. I don't know what it is. Don't comb your hair for 21 days. I don't know. Do something. I'm just saying. I, I don't know what it is. What it will. <laughs> I don't know what your thing is. I don't know. But do something that's going to cause you some pain or some agony or feel, you know what I'm saying, feel like something taken away from you. Because you don't want to be the same person. God, deal with me on this fast, man. Yeah. You know, we, we, we make those excuses. God understand. You know, I'm going to repent later. You know what I mean? You know, God understand. You know I was a little hungry. You know I, I was trying. He, he saw my effort. He saw my effort. He, he knew that I was, you know what I'm saying, he knew it. He, he you know, he, he understood. I could just repent. But this is what the devil told him. said, just command these stones to be turned into loaves of bread. Bread. Everybody on this bread. You know, I love bread, but I had got laid down. I ain't going to let my love and my like for bread. Oh, no. I'm fasting. I can't eat bread. I cannot eat it. I'm fasting. Nope. Not with the butter. Not with the cinnamon. None of that. I mean, none of that. I can't do it. Not from the roll house, not from lobster, nobody. I can't get none of it. You understand? I'm just saying. Some of y'all bread lovers, you understand? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You can't get it. You just can't, you can't do it. Just let it go. You know what I'm saying? You know, that outback bread be all right, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cut that bad boy in half and, you know what I'm saying, throw that butt on there. I mean, all I'm saying is we got to lay the bread down, you understand? <laughs> To get what God got for us. Now, I want to catch all now. If I ain't say your bread, I'm talking to you too. Thank you, God, away, because he mentioned my bread. Okay, your bread. <laughs> your bread too. <laughs> the scripture says, bread alone will not satisfy. Listen, listen, y'all. Very, very important. But true life is found in every word that consistently goes forth from God's mouth. I need to saturate myself. We need to saturate ourselves in the word of God in abundance. In abundance this year. Saturate ourselves. Baptize ourselves. Immerse ourselves in the word of God 
amen, so that we can live by the word because the Bible says true life is found in every word that comes from God. And I'm not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to do it unless you're saturated in it. Jesus would have failed this test if he, I believe the fast prepared him. There were, uh, there were several other tests, man. I'm not even going to read the other tests he went through. Several other tests. But he passed every single one of them. The fast Holy Spirit prepared him. Prepared him. This is, this is when his earthly ministry started. After this attack, after this test right here, God said, you're ready now. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know how to use your goods now. You, you know how to use the weapons I gave you. You use the word, even devil quoting scriptures, talking about jumping off mountains and stuff. Devil will use anything to get you out your destiny. Don't you know that? And you don't think people will tell you anything you want to hear to stop you from getting to, to the plan God got for you? <laughs> I can't wait to our relationship series next month. All y'all couples, please don't miss it. I can't. You know what I'm thinking about is going to be? Y'all were just thinking, what's love got to do? Got to do with it. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know what? what you know, I want to talk about love. What's love got to do with it? Yeah, write that down, honey. We're going to do that next month. Love. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> True life is found in every word that constantly goes forth from God's mouth. I need to speak the word with confidence. Faith is released by what I say. Faith comes by what I hear, but my faith is released. Your faith is released by what you say in the time, especially in the time of testing. It was important what came out of Jesus' mouth because whatever was in his heart came out of his mouth in abundance. Whatever's in your heart in abundance is what's going to come out of your mouth in a time of testing. In abundance. In abundance. During the test, whatever's in your heart in abundance is what's going to flow out of your lips. And if it's not the word, you know that, then you need to do something about it. I need to, oh my goodness, I need to put, oh, whoa, whoa, I didn't know. Ooh, where did that come from? It was deep down. So I mean, I got, to, I got to put that word in. I got to drive that word down deeper so that during the testing time, I could still speak the word. Man, can I talk to y'all for real? Do you understand that I have no earthly clue where we're going to be next Sunday? Hope y'all ain't afraid. I'm just saying. All I'm saying to you is this. Because I ain't bothered one bit. Don't you dare lose any sleep because your past ain't losing none. When I say none, I mean zero. But look, I don't got to know why. God knows. And as long as he know, we good. So why fret? Why be anxious? We got a lot of, we did our part. We, 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 we ask, we seek, we knock, we did our part. A whole lot of things, uh, you know what I'm saying, a whole lot of moving parts happening. But as of right now, <laughs> I can't tell you where. Can't make up anything. I won't anyway. But guess what? I'm still in faith still trusting God. It's important what you're saying. When the test, when the trial, it's important what you say out of your mouth. 
I'm not worried. You know why? We've said it from day one. This ain't even my church. This is God's building. This is God's church. You God's people. We're just on assignment. So I looked at God like y'all looking at me, and I look up. So everybody look it up. Y'all looking at me, I'm like, okay. God, everybody look it up now. <laughs> and it's all good, y'all. It's all good. Just know that you're going to know what's going to happen before, by next Sunday. That's all. And it's, and it's going to be okay. So look, the scripture says again, we said it. No, no, no. No, I, we said the scripture already. We must learn how to engage the weapon of the word. I make so many, I make declarations every single day over my life, my family's life, the church, your life, amen, where we're going. Every single day, I'm saying something in, out of my mouth to combat what the adversary is doing, taking over them airways. I'm not just letting words just exist in the heavens or letting the adversary's words just be out there hovering. No. I speak to these airwaves. I speak words, amen, of edification, God's words to these airwaves, amen, to benefit his people, period. Speak against sickness. Speak against disease. You, look, look, I could be sick. I'm still calling myself healed. What? Matter of fact, you won't ever hear me say I'm sick. I probably ain't said I was sick in about 25 years. You know why? Because I ain't moved by what I see. Even when they told me what I had, I said, well, that's what you say. Okay. Because you ain't got nothing to help me. I've been believing God anyway. You don't have no answer to what I'm going through. Guess what? I stay in prayer with the Lord. No, I don't say I'm sick. No, I say I'm healed. That's not reality. No, it's reality. It's, it's reality. I'm saying, I guess Jesus, God, I guess the devil could have told you, Jesus, what you say? What you talking about, Jesus? We talking about Jesus. Look, he said, bread alone won't satisfy. Bread alone won't satisfy, man. But true life is found in every word that constantly goes forth out of God's mouth. I must be a vessel that the word of God... If the Holy Spirit has convicted or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, then email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Kingdom Life VA. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe so you can hear more messages like this.